joining us on episode 19 of welcome home a disney parks and vacation club podcast i am tom and as always i'm here with trevor and damon how were your holidays i I should just say how was your thanksgiving damon because i know trevor had thanksgiving like a month ago (laughs) it it was good we ended up um we were gonna go to dollywood and we ended up canceling that and uh going to bush gardens christmas instead so we had not been there before. We had previously been to Dollywood the year before. So it was nice to get a little bit of a different take on it. And it was cold. It was cold. It Man, was, was yeah. it cold. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was cold. So, but fun. It was fun. We got to see a lot of lights. I guess they have probably, what did they say? They have the most lights of any single park, I think. I could be wrong, but that's what I thought I read. So there was a lot of lights. There was no doubt about it. Like that. individual like light <clears throat> bulbs? I believe so, yes. How um, do you even know that? <laughs> I guess they count them when they go out. <laughs> well, I'm I sure. know, I mean, but like, how do you compare it to other places? Well, I think uh, everyone actually has their numbers listed, right? It's kind of yeah, a big thing, how many it's bulbs It's a competition, you have. right? Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I believe for a single park, because, you know, Bush Gardens is just one park. With different sections. Gotcha. Okay, so so probably Disney World has more overall, but maybe for overall one single. Yeah. But okay. What I will say is what I found quite interesting uh, was is that you know it's kind of like a, a hub and spoke sort of thing at Busch Gardens where like there's Germany and there's this and there's that there's you know France there's different little sections of it and what they did is that each little section was decorated a totally different way with totally different colored lights. And that made it, you know, kind of interesting as you went between the sections, which, again, are kind of held together with these small paths and or bridges. It was kind of nice. You felt like each time you went in, you kind of were in this new little area and each one of the areas had a rather large tree. What we found funny, though, is that some of the the new um, shows there were a little interesting and it was their first weekend so i think they were trying to either knock off some rust or <laughs> there was some there was some pretty kind of i don't know if they meant to be humorous uh you know <laughs> sort of things uh or not but they were they were humorous and then there was uh um they have an ice skating rink you know a portable ice skating rink that they bring in to do a show on as well and that was that was fun so it was uh you know got to see a little show on ice which was neat and there was an Olympic skater on there, too. I forget who it was. Brian Boitano? No, I don't know. One of, <laughs> Elvis. Oh, Elvis. The, um, Elvis oh. Um, starts with an S. I always there's a, there's an, Wait, there's an Olympic skater with the first name Elvis? Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. I should know this, and I don't. Is, is he from up there? <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty well known up here, but I can't. Yeah, I'm it's drawing a terrible Stoyoko? Stoyoko or something? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's, Stoiko. Stoiko, there we go. Uh, okay. I kept yeah. on pronouncing it incorrectly, and then my wife kept correcting me. So, yes. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. he was in the show, which was actually kind of cool. That's cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so that, that was Bush Gardens. That's, yeah, that's really neat. I'm sure you were disappointed about your Dollywood trip, though, because I know that's like, um, your favorite place in the world. You, you know what it was? We were trying to do a little cost-cutting. That Disney cruise is, is still whipping me in you. the butt. <laughs> yeah. Again, they're great, but man, are they expensive. So we, um, we were trying to recover a little bit for Christmas, and we said, hey, you know what? A single day at Busch Gardens definitely is cheaper than uh, four days at Dollywood. So that's what we did. Well, yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I, I can't say that I've ever done that before. Uh, you know, we, we have a park down here that's Carowinds, and 
I've never done their winter thing before, but I, I don't even it, know. It they looked have, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it the, doesn't seem like it's great. And the thing for me is, <clears throat> you know, where I am is that Carowinds and Bush Gardens are the exact same distance away. So when I have my choice, I go Bush Gardens. That makes sense. And, you know, Trevor, how was your Thanksgiving a month ago? <laughs> it, it was great. Um, this this last week I just worked and did a little bit of Black Friday shopping. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was like any other week for me. So <laughs> I just I just love the fact that Canada – I almost said Canada. I'm sorry. Um, I just love the fact that Canada's Thanksgiving is like a month earlier, but you still have Black Friday. Like, that's just so funny to me. Well, I, it actually – I think it works out better because, you know, we do all the Thanksgiving stuff. And we get that out of out of our system, and then we've got time to prepare for Black Friday. It's not like you know one into the next. It's oh, true. You know, you get like the whole week to really look for what you want, and then and then Friday you go out and get disappointed because it's sold out everywhere. <laughs> well, and I I don't, I'm assuming this is the same thing in Canada, but Black Friday now is like two weeks. Before, like oh, it's, it yeah. goes on for like several weeks now before Black Friday even happens. So yeah, I'm I'm still getting emails about sales that various places so <laughs> never ends it's just a sale all of december so yeah <laughs> well anyway so let's let's talk about some disney stuff how about that <laughs> yes uh, and yeah 2018 disney stuff too yeah that's the cool thing so uh those that don't know dvc members out there or prospective dvc members the uh moonlight magic dates were announced for 2018 and i feel like there's more next year than there were this year and i, I could oh, be wrong about more. that Way more, yeah. right? Yeah, there's I, way more this year. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's 14 dates total for 2018, which seems like a lot of events to me. Um, but I'll, and I'll tell you really quickly what all of these are. So we've got. Uh, so basically, for those of you who don't know what Moonlight at Mag- Magic is, first of all, uh, DVC does a complimentary after hours event at Disney parks, and so it's something only DVC members can do, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, but it is for the people with the blue cards. So if you have resale, you know, before a certain point or after a certain point, uh, you know, you don't get this benefit. So it's you do have to have the direct purchase for this. Uh, but basically, you'll have the parts yourself uh, with, you know, all of the DVC members. Uh, you know, hopefully it's you're there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of space to walk around and you're hopefully having walk on to rides and things like that. But, uh, you know, as we've seen with a couple of them, that's not always the case, but less people than normal in the parks, let's say that. And then there's also complimentary beverages, complimentary snacks. Uh, so it's a really cool event and, you know, an exclusive thing for DVC members. And so they just announced the dates for last, uh, for next year for 2018. Uh, and so we really quickly here, we have January 11th, January 28th and February 6th for magic kingdom. So early in the year, those are happening really soon. Uh, the, so for anybody with a resort reservation, the, uh, reservations actually already opened up for that. So you do have to go to a website, which they release, uh, and you have to go and sign up for it. I believe a couple of those are sold out already, uh, from what I saw, and actually crashed the website. Uh, did you guys see that? How it yeah. crashed the website? Yeah, day day one was uh, they weren't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, not not at all. It was it just crashed the whole website. Uh, but if there's still any left after that, so they do it earlier for people that have resort reservations, so that they have people that are already staying there. Um, you know, are able to access that. And then if there's still availability after that, they open it to the rest of the members on December 21st. Um, But then we have uh, March 21st, April 17th, May 16th at Animal Kingdom. Uh, So I think it's interesting that they have three dates for Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. 
uh, and two dates for a lot of the other ones, uh, with the exception of Hollywood Studios. But that's that's kind of interesting. Maybe I don't know if they're trying to draw uh, you know more attention to Animal Kingdom or if it's just because it's bigger. Um, but anyway, uh, the event date for that. Uh, so booking begins on February eighth for that. If you have a reservation, February twenty second. If you are not don't have a reservation. Then we have May 30th and June 11th at Typhoon Lagoon. So if you're a water park people, I've actually, so I actually registered for this party when they did it like two years ago and we ended up not going, which I feel pretty bad about considering, you know, probably sold out and people were trying to get into it, but we were just tired. <laughs> we, we were just worn out, you know? Yeah. So. it's. I mean, yeah, you, you have to be prepared for a late night for any of these events because they don't start until, or they don't officially start until like eight o'clock in the evening yeah but yeah and and it runs until like one o'clock in the morning so yeah these things run late so you know plan you know plan your trip uh in the beginning or or towards the end with these if you're going to plan your trip around it so uh the typhoon lagoon ones uh the uh booking begins for resort reservations april 19th and all members on may 3rd then we have july 16th august 13th at epcot um and uh reservation booking starts at june 6th and june 20th for everybody else September 19th, 26th, and October 3rd for Hollywood Studios. You can start booking that on August 30th uh, if you have a reservation. And then November 15th at Disney California Adventure Park. So they're doing one at uh, California Adventure. And I, Trevor, did they do one this past year at DCA? Uh, they did it in Disneyland. Oh, they did Disneyland. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised they're not doing another one at Disneyland. And maybe there's just too much going on at Disneyland to, to make that work, but... Uh, I, I think with Star Wars Land coming, because it's, it's a much more oh, compressed yeah. park, I think True. it's a lot harder for them to do right now. That makes a lot of sense. I, I kind of would see that as, uh, as being an issue. So, so yeah, so as I mentioned, registration opened for the Magic Kingdom one, and it crashed the website, and a lot of people were very not happy. <laughs> uh, I've also seen a lot of Florida residents that are not happy because they feel like uh, they have to now make a reservation in order to participate in these events. So I kind of understand that, too. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about these? I, I mean, I know I want to. I wish I could go to them, uh, but I don't know. I'm going to be there for the Typhoon Lagoon one. I'm kind of debating. I don't know. So there is something that's changed this year too with how they're doing the reservation. And so a, a lot of the a lot of what I've read for the grief that people have about it, um, this is all based on how things went in 2017, which there was definitely some lessons learned. Um, the first thing was is that it seemed that there was a lot of people and I'd read this in, in a few places that um, locals were, they were booking into every possible event that they could, even if they were, weren't planning to go or not. Um, Part of the reason being is that, you know, they were trying to get people in that they were friends with. So they would show up, you know, get somebody in and then leave, which um, that made it, that goes back to what you were saying about some of the events were, were packed because they were all sold out because really there was more people going to these events than there should have been in the first place. So one thing that they've changed this year is that um, each membership. So in your household, if, if you and somebody else is on the title for your DVC points, you both have your own membership. So each individual membership can only book one uh, event. So if you've got two people in your house, you can actually book two different events and each membership is allowed themselves and then up to five guests. So, so because of that, it seems that it's going to allow a little bit more control over the the amount of people that are filling up each event. So you do actually have to think about which event is important to you, right? Well, and it's going to allow more people to participate 
theoretically, right? Yeah, exactly. Because like I said, I think what happened last year is that, you know, that there's a lot of people that they, they booked it even though they had no plans of going. And so it really skewed the numbers of, you know, whether an event was sold out and all that. So I, I think DVC had a hard time figuring out who all was actually going to these events. So so there is more limitations this year on them. That makes sense. So, But Damon, you're thinking about going though? I know you're a big water park guy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm debating. Right, this is the the Typhoon Lagoon one is is a late or an early. They're all late. They're all late. Right? They're all yep. late. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a little too late for me. And the, the problem that I have with the Typhoon Lagoon one is there's not a lot of things that I feel like I miss out on there. You know what I mean? There's there's not like. I'm waiting for, you know, Winnie the Pooh for three hours. Like, there, there's not a lot of that goes on at the water parks. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, too. yeah, I mean, it might be nice because there's less people there. But, I mean, the only thing I would say that would, would make it enjoyable for me that might get me to go would be that it will be dark-ish, right? Dark at some point. <laughs> so, it will be kind of cool to, like, ride some of those rides in the dark. Um, but that to me is really only the real benefit I have because I'll tell you, if you, if you knock out a water park first as your first thing to do during the day, there's usually no one there. Oh, early not too morning? many people yeah. knock out water parks first. So we usually have enough time when we go that that's kind of what we do. We'll knock out a water park, come back, change, go to a park later. So I don't have too many problems with that. So the, the uh, allure of short lines is not as great there. And plus, my wife is not a big water park person, so to spend extra money on something, like I said, we did the surfing in the morning as you know an extra that was worth it. But I don't know; I was only going to do it just to do it to say I've done one. I don't think there's really a big uh, need for me to do it, if that makes sense. Uh, I was going to point out it's not a paid event, so you don't have to worry about the extra cost thing. Uh, <laughs> totally, so th- totally so, free. I think it would be an extra cost in sleep then, I guess. Would be yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an adjustment to your schedule for sure. Yeah, I, I guess you would call it, if you were into economics, maybe an opportunity cost. <laughs> you know, is uh, you would be tired and, and maybe not spend as much time in the park the next day. Or, yeah, you would not get as much sleep. So I could see that. Uh, me personally, I'm kind of sad that I can't make any of these because I, I would love to go to one uh, that wasn't a water park one. And especially since I'm always going during summertime. I could have totally done the Epcot one, like no problem. <laughs> but Trevor, didn't you say that your your next trip is like a couple days from one of these, right? Or you're not changing plans around that, right? No, we're not. So we're we're going to be down there first week of May, and so the one of the Animal Kingdom ones is uh, the May 16th one is four days after we leave. Um, so I I would like to, and and especially considering that uh, we we had plans to go to this year's Animal Kingdom event, and we we had to change it because of the the hurricane. Um, Irony. Yeah, I, I would love to go, but um, I can't justify shifting. I've already booked everything at this point. Like I've got time off from work and all that kind of stuff. So changing it all just for that one night doesn't seem like uh it, it's not a big enough draw for me at this point yeah that's that's hey, i wouldn't do that i mean i, I feel like because yep. i mean you'd have to change flights you have to i mean there's all sorts of expense that it would cost for you to go to this free event you know yeah exactly now um i guess we also we did have a listener question about this uh do you want me to read this off yeah sure and this was uh thank you laura for writing in go ahead trevor right yeah right, so uh, yeah. So yeah, Laura wrote in. She said, uh, "Hey guys, love the show. I'm always excited to see a new episode up, pop up on my feed, and I have a question for you. 
We are new DVC members and we're excited to see the new 2018 Moonlight Magic dates. It's our first time to be eligible and wondering if we could if we should plan on attending one. With our annual passes, we are there for frequent short trips, so it's fairly easy to shoot for one or two. In your opinion, is there a good one to attend? So my take on this is that I guess uh, a good one is whichever park you love the most. <laughs> and I, I know that sounds kind of kind of loose, but um, you really want to think about um, the whole point of this event is that it's a nighttime event. So um, the difference between being at some of these parks and doing some of these things during the day versus at night, for some people, there is a difference for that. Um, for myself, uh, I, I was really excited to go to Animal Kingdom because, you know, the idea of being there, seeing Pandora at night, and especially, you know, having an opportunity to really explore that area when there's not a huge crowd of people, um, that seems like a really big draw to to me personally. If you don't care about Pandora, then Animal Kingdom is probably not the one that you want. Um, on the flip side, you know, some people would really love to be in Magic Kingdom at night. I know I love riding Big Thunder, uh, like while the fireworks are going off and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that may be a bigger draw. So um, I, I think to, to answer your question, Laura, at least my take on it, is um, you really want to look at which park you you feel you would enjoy the most in that kind of atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and that's really what I would say is if, if you can plan your trip around whatever you want, you know, it can be any date or whenever you want to go, I would I would absolutely, A, I would say definitely you should go. You know, you should definitely do it. Uh, I, I mean, there's no reason not to, right? And and I like these kinds of special events because I feel like it really... Uh, I don't want to say it makes you feel special for being a DVC member, but it kind of does. These kind of special events that you can go to where uh, it's a pretty exclusive type of thing. And it's really nice to be around other members and, you know, talk to them and, and kind of see, you know, some of the different things that they do. And so... Uh, and, and see people in person like that. So... I think it's a great idea to do it. And just to echo Trevor's point, I totally agree with the idea of go to whatever park is your favorite park. So uh, I would probably choose Magic Kingdom if I were going to do it just because I, even though I love Animal Kingdom, I like Trevor said, I like riding, you know, some of those classic rides at night. I think it's a lot of fun, but I, I don't know. Damon, what do you think? Um, so, so I don't necessarily agree that I'd want to go to my favorite park. I think that look at it more from an economical standpoint of time. And I think I would do one where I felt like I would be waiting online the longest if I wasn't there during this. So while Animal Kingdom has Pandora, right, so that right now would probably be what I would defer to just to be able to get on those rides a little bit quicker and have a little less people when you want to explore. The tough thing is is that when you get to a new land, it's kind of tough to... I don't know, feel the atmosphere sometimes because it's usually just so crowded. So that that's kind of how I think I would approach it and, you know, how I would kind of conquer it. Because, again, the water parks are probably some of my favorite places uh, in, you know, Disney. But I don't know if I would do one because it just doesn't seem, you know, energy slash time effective for me. You know, I, I just you just made me think of something interesting. And, and Damon's point is is really good, too. But I'm looking at the Hollywood Studios dates and I'm thinking to myself, man, it would be really cramped to be in Hollywood Studios uh, for one of those events because there's only so many rides. But this makes me think that if the dates for Hollywood Studios are September 19th and 26th and October 3rd, that Toy Story Land will definitely be open before September. Yes. Because I don't, I don't <laughs> think that they would do this event without that being open, right? 
Yeah, and and I think that's actually why they they picked it this way this year because um, Hollywood Studios this year was the same time that uh, Animal Kingdom was last year when Pandora had just opened up in uh, in uh, like spring summer time frame. So it sounds like they're kind of doing the same thing where they're gonna they're gonna let the first couple of months go by where where the new land is opened up and everyone's gotten or all, all the big traffic has gotten through. September is getting into, or well, end of September is not super quiet, but, you know, it'll be winding down a little bit. And so that seems like a good time for them to open this up for people that want to go and explore Toy Story Land um, as DVC members through through a private event. So, yeah, actually, yeah, that one's probably a good one if, if um, like how Damon said, if you're looking to to minimize your wait for, for those really heavy demand rides, um, Hollywood Studios would be a good one to consider for sure. And I wonder how much too once Toy Story Land opens, is that going to moderate the crowds at Pandora at all, or are you still going to have a lot of people at Pandora and then just a lot of people at Toy Story Land? So you know, because I, I think it probably would be good to do Animal Kingdom right now, just because you do get access to Pandora, and because everybody would be at Pandora. Like if you didn't care about Pandora and all you cared about was riding Everest or riding Dinosaur or whatever, you could probably walk onto those rides because everybody's going to be at Pandora, right? <laughs> so oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, you know, it's an interesting strategy that I hadn't thought of, Damon. And that's why we have you on here for different thinking. <laughs> I, I usually don't think the same as you guys do for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just, you know, the amount of kids I have. <laughs> it's the fact I go to bed at eight o'clock. I don't know yeah, what it is, I mean, but I usually have a different opinion. That's for sure. Y- but no, your life is very different from mine, for sure. And I, yeah. I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and mine, too. And so, like, and I think that's great because it really uh, you you come up up with a whole different point of view that I hadn't even thought of and it's actually really a kind of a smart point of view too uh, so yeah so there, there that's your that's your answer Laura there's two answers to this and and whichever you think applies more to you but uh, congrats on becoming a DVC member uh, I know uh, Laura's email emailed us before and she had a little bit of trouble when uh, her first resale contract she got uh got rejected and uh right of first refusal so she had to go for another contract and uh she's pretty psyched to be owning at uh animal kingdom so uh thanks for that laura thanks for emailing us we appreciate it what a great question and it was perfectly timely with uh with these with these dates coming out so um trevor did you want to add anything to that no no i'm good okay cool uh, I thought this one was interesting. Uh, this next thing, just to, to talk a little bit about this, uh, Reunion Station. So this is something new, and I saw there were some DVC people that seemed happy about this, and there were some DVC people that seemed not happy about this. So, And I'm not sure how you guys are going to feel about it, but I'm interested. So, I'd like Tom to guess how we're going to feel. <laughs> I think... <laughs> You know what? So because it's a premium upcharge type of thing, I think you're both going to be okay with it because in general, we're usually okay with upcharge events on the show. So I would agree. That's my guess. So, okay, Okay. good. (laughs) Um, So, but, and the interesting thing about this too, is the lounge is going to be available at other times. Uh, So what I'm talking about, I should probably talk about what I'm talking about first. Um, So Disney's going to open something called Reunion Station, which is, if you know about Copper Creek and all the stuff they just opened near Copper Creek, which uh, they opened the Geyser Point Bar and Grill, uh, and there's a little uh, area over there that's kind of a small venue. And basically what DVC is going to be doing is offering a paid lounge experience where it's going to be like have select food and beverages uh, daily during specified times and during the duration of your stay. Uh, so in the morning and evening hours. 
Um, it's going to have like a variety of premium experiences, uh, which they haven't been more specific about. So I don't really know what that means. I'm wondering if it's certain things like uh, that painting experience that they do at the top of the contemporary. Maybe they'll have something like that or... Gosh, I, I have no idea. There's, I'm sure there's lots of stuff they could do. Um, but then there's going to be open time for the members to visit the space and also play family games and things like that. So kind of basically, this is kind of like a club-level type of room for DVC members. They haven't said how much it's going to cost, uh, so that's something. But I just thought this was an interesting idea, and I wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um the, the <laughs> we we're so informal on the show. We just we just go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess my thing is um, this doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, and that's not to say I'm I'm against it. It's just not something that I could see me and my family doing. Um, it. I mean, I don't know. I like I I've never been one to you know go for these VIP lounge type experiences and that's not to say like I've, I've done parties and stuff but i feel those are a little different because you know it's a special event like ha- the halloween party or or whatever but i mean to this it, it it's it's a lounge it's, it's not even in one of the parks it's just a lounge in in a dbc area which is nice um i i just i personally don't see the value in it for myself so <laughs> Well, yeah, I know so, what you mean. I mean, we don't have any pricing, but that's true. I, I do like those exclusive things. Um, you know, depending on how the pricing kind of you know comes to us and and what it includes. You know, I agree with Tom. There's some definitely some experiences that Disney has taken out of the parks that you know we kind of miss. And one of those was kind of you know the thing that they've put now on Bay Lake when you know, the the animation like those things when they were in Hollywood Studios. They were great, you know, and there's a little section that, you know, a lot of people didn't visit. It's always nice to go and do those things. So I, I would definitely pay a little bit to do something like that. I like things that are exclusive. So for me, it would definitely be something that I would be interested in once we got some sort of pricing. And I think the other thing that people need to think about as well, and I think that we've probably found this more on the cruise than necessarily in the lounge that currently sits in Epcot. You know, most of the people that are DVC members, and I'm not going to say all, I'm just going to say most to make it, you know, a little bit more <clears throat> compatible with some people we might not agree with in DVC. You know, you get along with those people because you have a shared common interest. And I think that sometimes these areas are kind of nice because when you sit down and you want to relax and you just want to kind of chat there's already an icebreaker and and this is for families as well as individuals, you know, in general, you get that, you know, compatibility that at least starts off with something that you have in common. I like that. So for me, this will be something that we'll definitely do. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I like things like this too. Uh, I don't know if I would pay for it. I did stay club level one time and I almost in a weird way, feel like this is Disney's way or DVC's way of making up for the fact that there's not that many DVC club level rooms. I mean, I think there's a couple... There's maybe like two resorts, I think, that offer club-level DVC. I could be wrong about this. I, I mean, that, that that doesn't appeal to me as much. Well, that's kind um, of what it is, though, isn't it? I mean... No, I think it's more like... I, I like the gathering place of it, the gathering aspect of it. Okay. Again, club-level... You know, I'm walking around club level, not like I'm chit-chatting with people because I'm on that's club true. level. I might be chit-chatting with people at a lounge, if that makes sense. So that's the part that I Different kind of, right. yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that all works out. 
again, I only can only speak from experience from the cruise. And while that was free, I mean, you know, free a relative term, we're all paying for DVC. That was, uh, it was very interesting to, you know, kind of have just an instant sort of connection with people if you wanted to talk to them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did, I did the Christmas party a couple of years ago, the holiday party, whatever, a couple of years ago. And, uh, the free party that they do where you get an ornament and all that stuff. And we sat at a table with random people. And to your point, we just kind of started talking to them because we have something in common, right? So we have something to talk about. Plus, my wife, you know, was very happy. She got a Vera Bradley bag for like 60% off. So she was psyched about that for that event. <laughs> but yeah, she a DVC bag nonetheless. But um, anyway, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent to this. So I've stayed club level before and I have to say it was nice. Uh, I did it for my honeymoon and it was just because we were doing our honeymoon that we decided to stay club level. And it was great to, you know, go get some breakfast and have some drinks at night and, and things like that. And they really do treat you like royalty when you stay club level. Uh, but, you know, I, this maybe would appeal to me depending on how much it costs. Like like Dave and said, we don't really have any cost numbers right now. They, they haven't really said how much it's going to cost or like what the premium experiences are going to be or kind of what's even going to be available. Right. So I, I would think if it were an affordable thing that were was something that was I thought was valuable, then yeah, maybe I would do it. But I think it's an interesting concept. And I, I almost wonder if they're going to do this in other resorts or other places if this kind of takes off and, you know, people really like it. And, you know, I, I actually just realized something as I, I was I was listening to, to both of you talk about this is that. I think a lot of this depends on where you are in your DVC membership, whether or not it's something that would be interesting to you. So, you know, for myself, I'm fairly new to DVC. I'm still, you know, getting over the idea of, you know, just staying, staying at these places and, you know, experiencing the parks and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I know like for yourself, Damon, um, you, you've hit a point where, you know, you, you've had enough time, visiting the parks and everything and so you are looking for those experiences outside of it so um yeah so i I would agree i'm kind of again while we're looking you know forward to toy story i mean man i was a little bored last time i you know a little bit teeny tiny teeny tiny bit so yes i do look for new experiences we're always talking about on the way down when we go to florida is that what could we do that's just a little bit different this time i think our last trip we we made um, deeper excursions into Epcot, right? <laughs> especially like, into the went into all the countries, right? Yes, yes, that was kind of you know something that we tried to do different. One year, I said we did the surfing at Typhoon Lagoon, which is probably the best experience I've ever had at Disney, and I didn't even do it; my kids did it. But I thought the experience was so well run. So things like that. Uh, we're looking forward to the safari once all our kids get to the age where they're allowed to do that safari. Oh, you want to? You're going to do like the the one where you go across the rope bridge and uh, yeah. Wild Africa Trek. Yep. Yeah, that'll be cool. Go ahead, Trevor. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, maybe for, if, for this particular one, you know, ask me again in like three years <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll probably have a different opinion on it. Well, and that's the thing for you. You're just getting back into going to Disney World again. You, you've been going to Disneyland for so long now. Yeah. It's you're, you're wanting to explore the parks and all the all that the parks have to offer. So, uh, you know, that's a big part of it, too. That makes total sense. I didn't even think about it that way. So. Yeah, so I think this is a cool idea. So uh, we, we, like I said, we don't really know more details about it. Although I don't believe it's rumor. I, I believe this is, this has been announced by them. So 
uh, should be a pretty interesting thing to see kind of what they do with it going forward, what kind of premium things that they offer, uh, you know, things like that. And so uh, another thing that's out there, and I know we're talking a lot of DVC today, which is good because we're, you know, for all intents and purposes, a DVC podcast. And I actually believe the only currently in production DVC podcast out there, I think we can we can say that and probably the longest running at this point, too. But if anyone wants to correct us, I would I would love to hear about it because we've been looking for other podcasts. But bring on the competition. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, we like competition. So, uh, so you know, another thing that's going on right now, and this is uh, this is great for like somebody like Damon uh, who doesn't pay attention to the discounts that he gets. But <laughs> uh, um, Disney World is testing getting discounts through Magic Band. So. Uh, basically, when you scan your Magic Band, instead of having to show your card or whatever, it would just already be on your band, and they would just automatically give you the discount, and you wouldn't have to you know, show a million things to get it. Right now, they're only testing for annual pass holders, uh, and there's no word on whether they're going to do this for DVC. I, I would suspect that DVC is probably slightly more complicated because I, I think they like do things like suspend your benefits if you're you know behind on dues or whatever. So that might make things a little more difficult. But um, you know, I, what do you guys think of this? I, I'm I'm happy about it because I hate when I forget to get the discount. And I know Damon, you don't usually remember to do it. So I think the last time was the first time that I felt like I knocked it out of the park and it saved me a lot of money. So yeah, I would be all about this. So are you sold on it now, though? Like, are you going to do it from now on or like? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to try because it definitely was Saved a lot a easier. Lot. I think I think the problem has always been is that when you go with another family and they're on dining plan and you're not kind of forget because of that. I think that if you know our friends, I don't believe we're also DVC members that I don't believe they're going to do dining plan this time around. So it might make it easier for us. You know what I mean? We might gravitate yeah. more towards areas where we can save that money. Again, we're usually along for their ride more than anything. So eh, forget, you know, because it's not everywhere or, you know, <laughs> you just kind of forget because you're chatting. You know, there's I not. I forget too. Yeah. So last time, though, it was definitely worth it because we went by ourselves last time. It was real easy for me to be like, hey, you know, we better ask about that discount rather than, you know, interrupting <laughs> yourself from whatever else you were doing. Well, and that's the funny thing is, so I usually, I don't. I think I've said this before on the show. I don't carry cards with me in the park. I will only do, I do like the digital DVC card, which those of you that don't know, you can go on the DVC website and request a digital card and you can take a screenshot of it on your phone and uh, carry, carry that around with you. And that's a, a great way to do it. And I also take a picture of my driver's license too. Uh, so that way I don't even have to carry my driver's license, but I would really love if they had a solution where it was just all on my magic band and then I had to carry nothing and they could just scan my band, know that I'm a DVC member or an AP and uh, annual pass holder. And, uh, you know, just give me the discount automatically. And I wouldn't have to worry about, uh, that whole, you know, remembering to do it because I honestly, I forget half the time too, Damon. So you're not alone in that. Uh, and I think probably a lot of people do at the same time. I wonder for me, I'm like, does Disney really want to do that? I feel like, the discounts are almost like uh, gift cards for stores, right? Like uh, department stores love selling gift cards because like a, a large percentage of them never come back. And basically they just make money and never have to give that money back uh, when people redeem the gift cards. I feel like it's the same thing with these discounts. It's it's like almost Disney would probably almost want you to not remember that you have it. Right. <laughs> so like, it's funny that they're trying to make it easier uh, to, for, you know, to, to get that discount. Because uh, in a way, it seems like it would be against their priority to do that. 
I think though, I think that's it though, is that, you know, we talk about that as being a little bit of a knock. And I think that, you know, when people talk about gift cards, they talk about it as well. And I think the benefit of the discount, making it easier for people makes you feel like they're not trying to get you. You know what I mean? So I take the kind of the opposite approach is like, hey, you know, they they want you to have it. It's hard to have it. Then people complain because they didn't do it. Now that complaint level will go down. That's my thought. I think it's a, a different kind of way to think about it. Well, and as much as people think that Disney's all about like money, which they are. I mean, they're a business. They, they're about money. They are about experience, too. I mean, they are about people having the best experience possible. They do care about that. And I'll, I mean, I'll give you an example. You know, as a travel agent, Disney does not. I mean, uh, the, the people that I book vacations for do not pay me. Disney pays me. Because Disney knows that when I book a vacation for somebody, they're going to have a better experience. They're going to have a better time. They're going to have things planned for them. It's going to be a better overall experience. And so if they, that, those types of things do matter to them as much as money does. Uh, because mm. they want you to keep coming back and they want you to, you know, and plus they probably assume that I'm going to, you know, make you spend more money, which is not true. Yeah, so I think it would be really great if they did this, for, especially for DVC owners, because like I said, I, I forget it all the time. And it would be really nice if they just put it on there automatically and I wouldn't have to carry my card around with me. And I just, they just knew that I was a DVC member. I would love that. So, but who knows? I mean, who knows if they're, I mean, they're testing it. So who knows if it'll go, if it'll go well or not, or if even they're even going to, you know, put that into production or, or whatever. So, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, I, I want I was wondering if you guys saw this, uh, you know, we, we talked like one of our very first episodes, uh, you know, Damon and I were saying there's no way they're going to build gondolas. And Trevor was like, no, they're going to build gondolas. <laughs> and now we got gondolas. <laughs> uh, that was like episode one or two, I think, when we talked about that. But it's funny that it's actually happening now. But uh, for those of you that didn't see it, and we'll post these pictures along with the episode, but uh, there's some really cool concept art that's out there for the Disney Skyliner. Uh, and it seems like they're making a lot of progress on this. Uh, I was really psyched to see the designs because I feel like the designs that they made really fit in with the places that they're at. So, for example, uh, the one that's going to be at the International Gateway uh, behind Epcot, it's kind of almost like a got like a French kind of look to it, uh, where it's got like a lot of steel and it kind of it looks like the International Gateway. Actually, I mean, it's pretty much what it looks like. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, the one that's over at Caribbean beach looks kind of beachy and, uh, you know, kind of has like the green roof and, and that type of I thing. I just don't understand why that has to be a hub. I don't, I, I mean, I kind of get it from the logistics, but yeah, yeah, I don't know why the Caribbean that. beach one has to be like where the hub is. Yeah. I think the hub should just be a hub. Like, I don't think it should be at a place, but I, I think it should have been its own hub. Like the transportation hub, if you're going to make a hub. Don't ruin everyone else's experience that's at the place. Oh, that's my thought. Well, we all know how you feel about Caribbean Beach. So. <laughs> well, I hate it. But I know, I that's mean, what besides I'm that, you hate it. You hate it. So. <laughs> it's not even that because I think I'm going to love the Riviera. So I think that this is just, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't agree with it. I think this should be its own hub, but we'll see how it works out. Logistically, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I really like, uh, did you guys see the design for the one that's the, the Hollywood studio station? Cause it, it looks like the entrance, like it's got like the, like that, the turquoise color and like the spires and like <laughs> all the silver. I just think it looks cool. I don't even know what era it's like a 1950s Hollywood era, right? It's what that that's kind of giving off. 
I want to say, yeah, I'm sure someone will correct us maybe, if you have the, the time period wrong. Yeah, I think but. it's actually maybe even <laughs> earlier than that. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, it might be earlier than that. But I, I think it's really interesting. So there's a, some cool things here, though, too, because uh, Disney's Art of Animation and Pop Century, they didn't actually share the image of that one. I don't know if you noticed that, but there was no image share for the for the other location. Um, but the, it's, what's cool is the, the actual... Skyliner is going to go right over Hourglass Lake there, and you're going to get like a really cool view of the resorts and of the lake. And uh, there's also going to be like a turnaround station uh, along Buena Vista Drive, and you're going to get a cool view of like all the components that make up the the gondolas uh, and how they work. It really, it's it looks pretty cool. I, I was surprised to get more details about this. I kind of wasn't thinking we were going to, but it seems like they're moving really quickly on this product uh, project. And uh, I, I mean, they haven't said when it's going to be open yet, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was open by the end of 2018. Pure rampant speculation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's in their best interest to have it. Um, I, I'm thinking early 2019. So like first couple of months yeah. into 2019. And if they don't have this before, and I'm thinking purely because of uh, Star Wars land, because that's just going to ramp up the amount of traffic going through these places. And they need it like that. I, I don't, I honestly don't think the existing infrastructure is going to be able to handle it when star Wars land opens up. <laughs> well, I, I even think with the, all the infrastructure they're adding, it's just going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be such a nightmare to go. Uh, I just can only imagine how bad it's going to be. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. I, I think they definitely have to have it done before, before star Wars opens. Um, but you know, I, I just, it looks like they're moving really quickly and I know these systems usually go up fairly quickly and, uh, you know, along with this, they also released some pictures of the new Caribbean beach, uh, you know, resort, all the refurbishments that are happening there. So maybe, maybe, you know, in the future you wouldn't hate it as much, Damon, cause they are redoing it and making it a lot nicer. So, um, uh, but that's kind of fitting. Uh, in I don't hate it because of that. I, I mean, I think that it's horrible to get to the buses. Mm-hmm. I think it's just. Well, I think it's horrible to get to the buses. And again, I mean, how much nicer can you make it? I, I don't know. They'd have to have, they'd have to have like bidets in there or something. It'd have to be really nice <laughs> for me to have to uh, reconsider. I, I think Damon's point is entirely valid. After my last trip. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. You did just stay there. Yeah, the 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 buses. Um, yeah, the the thing is, is that you know, you're either close enough to the buses or you're close enough to the hub area like where the pool and and all that is but you don't you don't get both like you can't get out of there easily enough because even if you're even if you get on the bus by um center town is the area it's called right now while they're redoing port orleans and all that um, even if you get on the bus there you still have to ride through like the whole area before you can get out and get to where you're actually going so um this gondola when it's done will just mean that, you know, people going to, to particular parks, so Epcot and Hollywood studios, they can forgo the bus entirely, which um, I think that'll make it a little bit better. But again, you're still having to make the trek to and from your, wherever your hotel happens to be on the property. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. I, I think in, in general, it's just going to take, uh, you know, so much off of, 
the capacity, you know, it's going to help with the capacity of the existing system. Right. So I don't think they're going to downsize the buses. I think this is just going to help the buses be a little bit more efficient and a little bit better uh, because it's going to kind of take some of the the load off of them. Uh, I wanted to see if you guys, if you take a close look at the picture, did you guys see the little Easter egg in the one picture? Um, the, the Hollywood studios one. Uh, let me, which one? Look really, really closely all the way to the right on the car that's coming into frame on the right. Look very closely in the front of it. Uh, Mickey? <laughs> no, there's. It's. it looks like Captain America. Uh, Look at Ca- you can kind of see Captain America's shield in there. Someone else noticed this. I did not find this, but... <laughs> Gotta look really close. Okay, I, I don't know if I'm seeing it. <laughs> You're not seeing it? It's right in the window. <laughs> okay, okay, this is yeah. now we're doing visuals. <laughs> yeah. Now we're doing visuals on the podcast. Well, well you have to put this picture up so that everybody knows okay. what we're talking I'm gonna, about. And I'm going to zoom it in for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I, I somebody else noticed this, and then I didn't see it at first either. And then I was just looking at it, and I was like, wait a second, that looks, that, that looks like Captain America's shield. I don't know if that means anything. I, I doubt it does. Uh, but you know, because you know, we know Disney's not getting those rights anytime soon. But uh, what's what's really interesting, by the way, and this is kind of off topic, but you know that Disney's going to end up kind of owning. <laughs> so Universal owns some of Disney's rights. If Disney ends up buying Fox, which is looking more and more, you know, like it's going to happen now, yep. Disney's actually going to own some of the properties that are in Universal's parks. Mm-hmm. And you almost have to wonder, you know, so they're going to own the Simpsons. They're going to own um, a couple other things that are in Universal parks. You almost have to wonder if they're, you know, maybe maybe that could be some leverage to swap them up someday. Something. I don't know. Just hopeful thinking. But I don't know. <laughs> or or they could just say no. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's really wishful thinking because honestly, Universal has absolutely no reason to give Disney back anything. So <laughs> no, at, at this point, I don't see them wanting to. I don't see it happening either. But, but I just think it would be funny that Disney would own some of Universal's park properties that are in there. And that uh, Universal would own some of Disney's properties, and they would vice versa. They would have them in their parks. The, I just think that yeah, would be that's kind of that's funny. a very silly back and forth game that would be. It would be very amusing to watch. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they could just trade. You know, trade yep. it up. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, continuing on here. Uh, so no, I, I'm excited about the Skyliner. I, I think these pictures make it look even better to me. Uh, I really like the way the stations look. They look like they're going to blend in really nicely, which I think is cool. And uh, I also like too the they they showed a couple of what the pictures are going to be on the actual gondolas. Um, you know, I'm really glad that they have the hitchhiking ghosts, and I I feel like this is going to be one of those things where people are going to try to to vie for you know having one of the ones with their favorite character on it. You know what I mean? To get on one of the ones that have their favorite character. <laughs> so I would I would try to get on with the hitchhiking. Ghost, hitchhiking you ghost. just let people go in front of you until you get the one that yeah. you want. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. I don't care. I'll just be like, yeah, no, you guys go. You guys go. I'm, I'm waiting for the for the ghosts. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I, this is great too. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how that station really fits in with the Riviera, but I mean, it is right there, like you said. So that will be the station for them. I mean, theme-wise, it doesn't really fit in. I wonder how close it's actually going to be to it. So like, it, and you were just there, Trevor, so maybe you can shed some light on that, but how close that station is actually going to be to the Riviera. Is it going to be a, a like a walk? Or is it going to be like pretty close? So from where I saw all the construction going on, um, yeah, they're, they're all, they'll all be, I guess, relatively close. So it looks as though this is going to sit in the area that 
Um, it, it's currently called Martinique, um, which is like when you're coming into the resort, it's one of the first areas that they drop off at. Um, but that whole area was like they, they've taken out a bunch of the buildings there and they're doing the construction there. So it looks like that this will sit kind of in between um, Port Royal, which is the main hub area in in Caribbean Beach where all the, the quick service and everything is. And then uh, so that'll be um, I don't know how to do this relation. Like if you were looking at it from the bus stop, Port Royal would be to the left and then um, the Riviera would be to the right. And, it, it, and like I said, yeah, it does look like it would be, it's almost going to be right in the middle between them. So, so either side can get easy access to it. Well, that's good then. I mean, I, I like that idea. So I, I think that's going to be really a really good selling point for the Riviera when that does get finished. So, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's just going to suck for anybody that's on the far side of the lake, which um, the areas are um, like Aruba and stuff like that. Those are, those are the <laughs> yeah. ones that are going to have the long walk to get over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, a couple other things here. Uh, so and we're a little bit late to the party on this because this news came out kind of right after our last podcast. But uh, permits have been filed for the announced Tron coaster and for the Magic Kingdom Theater. Uh, so there's some plans out there for this. I have to say, looking at this, the Tron coaster is going to be massive. I mean, it is taking a huge amount of space. I can't even believe how much space it's taking up, uh, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. And, and, and Damon's happy about it because it's not getting rid of anything else. It's just something new, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I like. And it's a ride that actually is a ride. Yeah, that's actually right. Yeah, what does that mean? It's a ride that's a it's ride. Fast. It's fast. <laughs> it's fast. Yeah. Yes. That's a ride. The yes. others are experiences. That's true. This is a ride. This uh and if they do the same thing that they've done at Shanghai, it'll it should be the fastest ride at Disney World. It should be. But I mean, that's remains to be seen, but um so yeah, it's and so for those of you that don't know that haven't seen it, it's actually going to be taking up some space behind Space Mountain. Um, as well as kind of like around the back of... I mean, it's a huge area. I can't even Trevor, will Tom be able to find it then? I don't think he knows mm-hmm. where Space Mountain is. Maybe if he gets off the train in Tomorrowland. <laughs> <laughs> it's that big white building, right? That's got like spikes on the top of it, right? Yeah, next to the Utopia. Or, sorry, um, Tomorrowland Raceway is what it's called, right? <laughs> Speedway. <laughs> yeah, Tomorrowland Speedway. Uh, yeah. You, you have to be forgiven for that, though, because it is called Autotopia elsewhere, so you're, that's allowed. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, I I need to make sure I know where I'm talking about or else Damon will correct me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you probably, that's true. Uh, my question is, though, looking at this big picture, uh, you know, so this is some space that's, like, behind, some open space that's actually behind, um, you know, kind of where Dumbo is, but then also right behind Space Mountain and uh, right along that backstage road over there. And I, I don't know if the ride's going to take up this whole space. I'm assuming it's not because it also goes all the way behind uh, Space Mountain and all the way over to kind of behind where like Buzz Lightyear is. Uh, and that's, oh, well, that's where the whole permit runs. But then behind Buzz Lightyear is where kind of where the theater is going to go. So that was a previously backstage area and that's where they're going to build the theater. So now we're going to be walking through that area and you might've gotten to walk through there before. Like when I did the express bus, the last time I was there, I was, I, I walked through that space. Uh, when I've done the behind, uh, the behind the scenes tour, the, uh, um, backstage magic, uh, tour, you get to go through that area, but uh, most people have not been there. So it, it's kind of hard to tell from the permit where, 
what's where uh, the Tron cycle is going to end and where the, the theater is going to begin. I mean, it says MK1 and MK2 on these. And again, we'll post these. Um, but, you know, it, it looks like there's going to be a lot of work going on around the two of these. And actually, I'm now I'm looking at the second picture and it does look like it's, well, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I, I can't read these things. But it looks like the Tron cycle is really just going to kind of be behind, just behind um, Space Mountain. And then it looks like they're going to move some like retaining ponds and stuff like that. So I thought this was interesting. Yeah, the, the, it seems, um, I mean, if you're looking at like north, southeast, west, uh, Tron's definitely going to be north of Space Mountain. And I, in my head, I want to believe that this will just spice up that whole area around the Tomorrowland Speedway. Like you'll, ju- you'll just have, you'll just have a lot more going on there with, with the Tron. And, and I would hope maybe that that with this development, maybe they'll look at uh, doing some improvements to to the speedway as well, so that it's not. Sorry, the the the, the Disney World one is pretty bland <laughs> compared to yeah. Well, yeah. compared to the Disneyland one, yes, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, well, and that's the thing too. I, I I've seen some of the things in the plans where people are saying that they're going to have to uh, modify the speedway. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I from the plans I saw, it didn't look like they were modifying the speedway at all. Uh, but you know, it looks like this is really going to be taking up a lot of space, and it's going to be a pretty large show building that this is going into. Uh, and it's going to make for a really neat area. My my question becomes though. What do you do with Space Mountain at that point, right? Because now you have two kind of futuristic indoor dark coasters uh, right next to each other. I, I'm assuming See, this is this is how limited Tom is in his understanding <laughs> of rides because he's never been on them. So I think we'll be good. <laughs> I, Me and Trevor are going to speak from experience. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, you know, no, you I, know, my answer really. is that they actually get to drop the uh, wait times below 120 minutes. That's I mean that's a good answer, right? <laughs> That's that's a good answer. I mean, I I'm just saying, like I'm not saying they'll get rid of Space Mountain. I'm just saying I it's interesting they're going to have two similarly themed rides kind of next to each other. I know Tron is not like space, but but it's but too- it's, in, it's in a similarly themed land, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I, I think it's perfect. Yeah, no. I, like they what, what would happen if they were going to get rid of Space Mountain? Would you actually ride it then? Like, would you have to ride I, it? Like, I told would, you, I wanted to. I, I will ride it. I swear. <laughs> I just it's it just didn't happen last time I was there. That's all. Too long of a line. A, any of our but, listeners that um, so the next time Tom is in Disney World, um, we're we're going <laughs> to give him a button or something so that our listeners can identify him, and I want somebody <laughs> to take him by the hand and take him to the front of the line and sit him down and make sure that he gets on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, you know, what I'd probably do is I'd, you know, I'd do a live video of me going onto it. That would be great. And I'd buy the picture afterwards, uh, you know, to share with everybody. (laughs) Yep. uh, Rightfully so. (laughs) I know one of these days it will happen. I promise. But I just find it interesting. I'm not even saying that they should give it. I, I think you're right where they're similarly themed. I just saw somebody, kind of say something online it's like okay they now they have two dark dark roller coasters right next to each other uh that are sci-fi kind of themed now space mountain is obviously about space and tron is you know uh you know a little bit different than that so it i don't know i, I i'm not saying they're going to get rid of anything anytime soon but I, I do find it interesting so uh so yes these are cool trevor what were you uh, gonna say i was gonna there? say like i said you know the, the thing is is that for space mountain being um, it's it's getting up there in age. It's it came out what in the seventies. It's when they yeah, and it still pushes you know hundred minute plus wait times in Magic Kingdom. So you know for somebody to say that they're going to close it down, I mean 
no way. Like Disney is more than happy to have no. that and then another new one sitting next to it. And you will still, I can bet both of them will have ridiculously long wait times because of that. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. And that you're totally right. I, I would never think that they would get rid of it. That's like them getting rid of like Peter Pan. It's like, no, Peter Pan's got like at least a 90 minute wait at all times. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, it's like, oh, Peter Pan's old, but you know, so we'll just get rid of it. No, I just, they, there's certain things they'll never get rid of, you know, Jungle Cruise, Space Mountain. Uh, I can't see them getting rid of Big Big Thunder, Pirates, you know, that type of stuff. So I, I don't think they'll get rid of it. I just saw somebody suggest that and I thought it was an interesting thought, but I, I definitely don't think that's going to happen. There's no way. So, uh, so yeah so that's out there and uh, like I said we'll post some pictures about that um, but now to talk about rumors we love our rumors on the show so I, I've got some really cool juicy ones and, and the first one Damon's going to be really mad about <laughs> I'm excited for this uh, so some new details were supposedly released now for I have Guardians. to go look on the sheet that we work off of what's that? <laughs> now I gotta go look at the sheet <laughs> no just let me tell you let me tell you and get you mad um, <laughs> I think you might like so, this though <laughs> uh, you think so? Okay, well, maybe I mean, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Okay, so uh, so supposedly some new details were released for uh, the Guardians ride, and which I know a starting point, Damon. You're already not happy about the Guardians ride anyway, because uh, I'm not happy because it's Guardians. You're yes, right, but I think I think Tom's going to be wrong about why he. Oh, thinks really? I'm okay. Well, so the report is that there's not going to be any inversions on this roller coaster. Apparently, it's going to be a very long coaster in length, um, but it's not going to invert at any point. But there are a lot of straightaways, a lot of tight turns, a lot of uh, things that will be enhanced by projections and lighting. So I, I thought you'd so be better. all of that. our listeners, and, and I think that it's sad that I think that our listeners probably know this better than you do, Tom. But, I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken about what my favorite ride is and i'm saying outside of disney because my favorite rides you know don't actually exist in disney i hate to say that but my favorite ride of all time happens to be lightning rod over at dollywood best roller coaster i've ever been on there's no inversions so, so that doesn't bother you no okay no not so much all right well it's see- fast if it's fast and, it, and i think the thing that is actually interesting is the enhanced by projections and lighting because i think that we get you know you, you don't I would say, you know, again, I, I can't really talk to you about this, but I'll talk to Trevor. Is that, so, you know, like you're in Space Mountain mm-hmm. and that ride is so slow, but yet it does not feel slow because it's enhanced. And I think that's why this will be interesting and will be fun. Um, well, you know, we, we should have like a little like separate, you know, sort of thing where we actually talk about rides that Tom doesn't go on. And we can actually, you know, <laughs> kind of broaden these horizons. And kind I, of like, you know, I was going to say, actually, I know I all it. about the rides. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never been on that. I, I actually got a story oh. for you about uh, enhancements in Space Mountain in Disneyland. So does it, does it count though? Cause it's in Disney. Yeah. All right, we'll listen, it, we'll listen it's still anyway. space mountain. Okay. So, so they actually did an overlay for star Wars. They, they did, uh, um, they, they, they themed it all up with, with star Wars stuff. So as you were going through space mountain, they had all kinds of projections with X wings and lasers and all that kind of stuff. And that made the ride so much better than what it was. And, and I know, I know it's hard to say that about Space Mountain, but I really, really enjoyed that. And they did a spot-on job with it. So, yeah, you're right. It, projections done with very good timing and done right. And I'm sure that, you know, being Disney, they've got Imagineers looking at this and thinking about it really hard. Um, I, I, I'm i very positive about what they're going to do with this coaster. Well, and I know I haven't been on Space Mountain, but I do know that Space Mountain maxes out at 25 miles per hour. And if you've ever been driving in a car at 25 miles per hour, it is painfully slow. 
And so, and so that's completely enhanced by the mind, by the tricks your, your uh, mind plays on you in the dark and also by the projections that make you feel like you're going faster. So I know I have not been on it, but I know that that is, you know, one of the main ways that, that Disney, uh, you know, enhances that ride, even though it only goes 25 miles per hour. Uh, so yeah, no, I think this is going to be, I think this is great cause it's family friendly, but it's also going to be, it's, it's definitely going to be fast from what it seems like. They really didn't say kind of speed wise what it was going to be like, but they did set a lot of straight, uh, a lot of, uh, straightaways and, uh, you know, a lot of straight sections and tight turns. And, uh, you know, there were some other reports that were, that it was going to be a flying coaster. So that makes it pretty cool too. There's a lot of interesting things that they're doing with this ride, uh, that I think is going to be pretty cool. Uh, and, and, you know, it looks like the, the old area for, uh, the, the, pretty much the whole attraction from, uh, uh, universal energy is really just going to be kind of loading and unloading. And, uh, the rest of the ride is going to take place, you know, and obviously the like pre-show rooms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it's the rest of it's going to be, uh, in a show building that they're building in that area where they filed all those permits. So, uh, but then there's going to be a launch tunnel and a return tunnel, obviously, where they're going to go, you know, the, the coaster is going to launch into the, into the show building. So it looks pretty cool, uh, from what I've seen. So does this make you more excited or less excited about it? Me or Damon? Cause I'm, I'm both of you, both of you. I, I love guardians. <laughs> I think, I mean, when I heard that it was coming, I was, Super happy. Sorry, Damon. I know you love your Ellen and all that, but I, I was on board from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm on board for a new coaster, so uh, that's fine. And it is going to be the first coaster at at uh, Epcot, so that's pretty cool, too. Uh, and so I, I, I think it's going to be really neat. It, it doesn't uh, say anything about like any physical show, show scenes, so... Um, I don't know if we're going to get any like animatronic, uh, you know, Star Lord or, uh, you know, Rocket or, or, uh, you know, I would love to see a big animatronic Groot personally. I think that would be pretty cool to see uh, a gigantic animatronic Groot. But, you know, that's okay. If they don't have that stuff, I'm not going to be all that, uh, you know, bothered by it. But uh, the building, the show building is 133 feet tall, uh, which is 12, a little over 12 stories. So it's this, it's going to be a, sh- a huge show building. I mean, it's going to be gigantic. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. I have no idea how they're going to hide a 133-foot-tall uh, show building, but, you know, Disney knows what they're doing. So, <laughs> all right, great. So on to the next thing here. Uh, and the, I th- this is another Epcot rumor, and this one is really intriguing to me. And that's uh, there's been a rumor out there for a while that Disney is going to put another hotel in the Epcot area. The last rumor that came out is that they are considering putting a hotel at the entrance gate of Epcot. Uh, and so what I mean by this is like literally right at the entrance, there's been some talk that they might incorporate the uh, monorail station that's already there at Epcot would be incorporated into this hotel somehow. But my first thought was, okay, hotel, now I'm not going to be able to see Spaceship Earth. You know, that would stink, right? If they if they blocked that view. Uh, but from all accounts, it seems like they're talking about having a couple connected buildings and they kind of it would almost like frame spaceship earth so you'd still get that view it just would be a little bit different so i i I think this is awesome i would love to stay at a resort that's like literally in the park how cool would that be where you could i mean because uh california adventure has that a couple of the other parks around the world have that that just seems like something that disney world's missing that they need that they need Yep, California Adventure having the uh, the entrance from the Grand Californian where you just walk right in is fantastic, and that that's been my reason for staying there when I've gone. So, 
yeah, I, I agree with you on that point. Um, the whole thing about, yeah, I, I, I'm really on the fence with this myself because if, if they do it wrong and all you see is this big building and Spaceship Earth is kind of in there with it, um, I'll be upset about that because, you know, part of coming into Epcot is, you know, as you, whether you're coming in by bus or, or whatever, is that, yeah, you're, you, you can see Spaceship Earth coming up and that that's like you're that's letting you know you're there if there's a building even even if it's you know they say it's framing it if it's not done right i i i feel they could really shoot themselves in the foot there well and i tend to think that and i agree with you because i was worried about the same thing but i thought to myself would disney do it if it was gonna like really because disney's all about sight lines and i mean they're they plan every sight line that they have at that park extremely carefully and they measure these things and they're very careful about it. And I just can't see them doing it where it would cause an issue like that, you know, where it would make it so it's blocked. Now I should mention that there is a site B for this, uh, that is kind of behind living seas almost. Uh, there's like a little wooded area over there, um, that they could put it in, which, would be cool too because again it would still be in the park and you definitely wouldn't be blocking the view of spaceship earth but um i don't know i thought the idea of it was interesting because there are several other parks uh you know that they have around the world where you actually uh, i forget which park it is but there's a park where you actually walk underneath one of the hotels to walk into the park disneyland paris that's right disneyland paris yeah (laughs) and it's it looks amazing oh yeah it looks it looks incredible like i mean and and so that's why i feel like okay so they could do it there and not ruin you know any views that they have going on there i don't know i just i think it'd be cool i just if they do it right i don't care if they block spaceship earth i think it's a good idea i'm all on board to block spaceship earth i don't care what what do i care when i get in the park i see it that's what true. does it really matter? I mean, you're because you can't see it standing in line. You know where else I can't see it? If I'm in New Jersey, I can't see it either. Right? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So for me, I'd rather the park, the you know, the park having a hotel in the park sounds you know so much better and far outweighs any you know hundred, two hundred feet while I'm standing in line where I can't see spaceship. Earth. That's that's fair. I, I I think my concern more is that if the the building itself ends up being an eyesore in and of itself, and then it's framed with Spaceship Earth. I'll just look at Spaceship Earth from the other side then. Yeah. Yeah, You're just always going through the international entrance and never. I'll go, I'll I'll stay at Caribbean every single time and just ride the gondola in. You'll stay at Riviera. uh, Yes, do. No, I'm going to make it worse for myself. I'm going to stay at Caribbean. I'm going to take a two mile walk to the gondola and then I'm going to ride it in the back so I don't have to see the hotel. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's dedication. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. See, again, for me, I, I don't mind that. And it may be because. Like you said before, is that I've seen Spaceship Earth eight million times. Like I'd rather have the hotel there because I've actually started to find that I like Epcot the best of anywhere. Just the, and that may be the foodie in me coming out a little bit more as I've ridden all the rides, but I really do like Epcot. So I would love to stay on you know in Epcot itself it would be great. You know, I, this is super off track, but you know, it was something that I never really did until fairly recently, and it was at the behest of my mother who was actually with me was I, I had gone into the American Adventure, but I never actually gone and seen like the show. And I, I know that sounds really terrible that I, you know, I, sh- I should go see that. But that was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen when I finally saw it. Have you guys ever done that? Uh, no, but on the oh. same side, I haven't Wait, seen the it? Canadian one either. So, 
Oh, okay. I've well, seen the Canadian. What's the American Adventure? Like where you know where they have the whole all the animatronics on stage and like they're moving in and out and like they have one where there's a character that walks and. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen yeah, that. I forget That's what the awesome. actual show is called. I I don't know why I'm blanking on the name of the show, but I'm sure someone will tell us. But I I had not seen that until I don't know a couple of years ago, and I was like, man, this is like really good, and I just totally didn't. It's very disappointing. What is <laughs> the way you Disney is I, well, disappointing no, it's just, to me? I, you know, I it was one of those things like you were talking about exploring Epcot more. Yeah, like I, would I, just, I don't consider that exploring Epcot personally, but yes, okay, well, I, I'm going to let you have a pass. Seeing on some that. of the shows and stuff that you normally wouldn't stop and see in the pavilions, I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, but is that really like a pavilion show? It is. Yeah, it's in the American yeah. Pavilion. It is, but like it's not like it's it's not like the Italian juggler or chair guy. It's no, not, you know, no, it's a real honest to goodness like not moving around show. That's true. Yeah, it's it's like a movie, it's, or like like yeah, you yeah, go yeah. and sit in a theater, right? Yeah, but it also has animatronics and stuff like that. I know that's really random. I, I know we weren't even had this you know on our list to talk about, but because I, I love Epcot too, I, I just for whatever reason that one I was I think I went when I was a kid and I was like this is boring, you know. And then as an adult, I was like, oh, this is kind of amazing. I, I couldn't appreciate it as a child. I actually but- saw an article on that recently. I, I, I hate that I can't remember where it was because I kind of like to plug people when I read their articles and I think they're good. But they were having the same sort of discussion about Epcot, and I thought that was it was interesting. Oh, like, really? When you were younger. That everyone's like, oh, stupid Epcot! Like, who wants to go there? And and now Epcot's awesome. Yeah, I, so. I agree. I, I I always kind of bristle when people like say, oh, Epcot's not for kids. I'm like, I, I really feel like it is, but you know, it, it can be if you you know do Epcot the right way. And I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, no offense, Tom, but when when your I know, child I kids, is I know. when your child is a bit older, <laughs> take them to Epcot and tell me what happens. <laughs> <laughs> did your did your child not like Epcot? Uh, he was bored in there the first day we got in. He, he, oh no! Wait, how old? Is he, he is nine. Ooh, yeah, I, my kids did not feel that way. About but Epcot. I mean, you have but test track. Well, so to be fair, we we got him on test track, and he liked that. But then. Um, the rest of it was uh, like we 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 made the mistake. We went out into the the pavilions, and he found that boring. And it wasn't until we got back to like you know Journey into Imagination and Space or uh, Mission Space and stuff like that that he. You got to go to the pavilions when they're that age, right? For food, that's got to be your mission. Is just food. yeah, I would agree. And, and and I had a mission. I I was specifically gunning for Japan, and so we got over there. And then he was like, "Why are we over here?" <laughs> So not too much to do over there. That's yeah. Sure. I guess okay. I, I I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll I'll give you. Yeah, that. you, you got to be careful sure. with Epcot because not I guess not all of it is geared at entertaining kids necessarily. So, well, did he like the seas? You know, like because that's pretty educational. Uh, right? We actually never went in the seas. Oh man, <laughs> Turtle Talk's pretty it, cool. Actually, we just it just never worked out. We we kind of we had two like, half days. The biggest there. aquarium. Yeah, I mean that's that's like one of the biggest aquariums in yeah, the state. Yeah, and I know, and I and I meant to go in there, but like I said, it j- it's just how our timing worked out that we we ended up with two half days there, so so we ended up in we didn't get a chance to do the full exploration of the park, which I, I'm going to make up for when we're there in May. So on my bucket list is the scuba diving in there. Oh. Yeah, that looks fun. <laughs> I would love to do that. Yeah, they used to do snorkeling. I don't think they do that anymore, though. I thought I saw last time I was there somebody doing it. Snorkeling but I or might scuba? Be making that. No, I thought they were doing snorkeling, but I could be making that up. Oh, uh, well, you might be right. I don't, they I don't they change that stuff so often, even 
you know, those us doing a podcast, we, you know, we, we, not that we're experts by any means, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if they still have that one. I think they do, but I could be wrong. They might've gotten rid of it. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I like the prospect of having another, I mean, I'm always in favor of more hotels. I think there should be more hotels. I'm glad that they're looking it at br- doing It brings more. up a whole nother discussion, right? The more hotels you have, the more crowded the park is. That's true. In theory. So there, there is always that. There, that's. I mean, that's true. But what if I, they made Disney on property stays only? Oh That'd be interesting. That oh. would be crazy. They would probably lose a lot of people. That would be. Can I secretly say though that that would be awesome? But yes, <laughs> yeah, it would be. But but and by the way, as of I mean today, I, I still haven't seen an announcement from Disney that they're extending the sixty day fast passes to the outside resorts. But that's either here or there, you know. <laughs> so um, great. Anything else you guys want to talk about with this? I'm I'm psyched about it. I hope it happens personally. All right. Well, I know before we wrap this up, Damon, you wanted to talk about a couple things as far as DVC stuff goes, like some tips and tricks. I want to introduce a a new section that we should be doing for you guys, which are kind of just like a quick tips and tricks. And this was something that we had discussed prior to starting the recording of the show, and I kind of had asked. Trevor and Tom, where they thought the cheapest place to stay with five people in your family was. So think about that for a second and say, okay, where do you think the cheapest place to stay would be? So when I was actually looking for our trip in June, and and again, I think it's all relative, even though the the fluctuation of points changes throughout the year, I still think it's relative. I thought that maybe with five people, Old Key West would be, or even my home resort of Saratoga would be one of the cheaper places to stay for a weekend or a day. It doesn't really matter at all. It kind of adds up the same way. But what I found was is that if you go to Animal Kingdom and go value, and again, value is probably going to be for people that have already been there before, let's say, or are really point conscious, is that Animal Kingdom is actually the cheapest place to stay. So as I'm looking at the 218 points, um, you know, for the time frame of June, which is where we're talking about value is 188 weekly points, where if you look at the same thing at Key West, you're looking at 222. Or if you look at Saratoga, you're actually looking at um, a standard is still 227. And I think, you know, I was definitely did not understand that when I was thinking about this. And we're actually staying with another couple who will be at Animal Kingdom. And I just thought that it was a little helpful hint to know that the animal kingdom value is really a good value you know with four or five people actually um i think you know because you're talking about a one-bedroom villa at this point i mean there are places that you can you know get five if you have a younger kid that wants to sleep on a cot and there's one that actually you know accommodates you up to five so i think even for four or five but definitely five that you know the animal kingdom value is is probably one of the best propositions when it comes to points if you're not interested in a savannah view because obviously if you go to the savannah view that 188 turns into 272 which then is definitely not the most uh, point conscious so it should be noted too that uh, the values sometimes you get views where you see animals anyway that is true sometimes so not that always was, not always but sometimes i thought that was a nice little tip and trick and now since i've done the first one i will leave it to trevor and tom to have to do the next two so i have a few times before i have to think about it <laughs> but i thought that would be good. yeah but that, that's good though that was really surprising when you told us that because i i didn't even consider animal kingdom as being re or a, a value place to use your points so 
Yep. Yeah, that's great. Those are great tips. Yeah, so we're going to start doing those, and uh, we're going to add those in if you have... If you guys have a tip or trick that you always use and that we haven't talked about, please feel free to email us or share it on our Facebook and we will uh, read those uh, because we any tip or trick that's out there, like I said, we are not pretending on this show to be experts uh, as much as we <laughs> try to sound like we are. Um, but, you know, everybody's got their own tips and tricks and we really would love to hear from you guys too what tri- tips and tricks you have and we're happy to read those on here as well. So uh, why don't we get this thing wrapped up, Trevor? What do you say? All right. Um... I guess, yeah. So let, let's go over all the normal housekeeping stuff. Uh, so as usual, anybody that wants to email us, uh, you can reach us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also go and check out our website where we uh, um, have <laughs> information about ourselves that we really should update. Old outdated information, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah that's okay. <laughs> that, that, that'll be uh, on our, our to-do list, but you can find that at www.welcomehomepodcast.com. <laughs> It's a New Year's resolution that we probably won't do, though. We'll just be honest. Go yeah. <laughs> Update our website. Put that on the list. Exactly. And, and of course, you know, we, we're always looking for questions. We're always looking for comments from you guys. So, you know, please con- keep contacting us. Uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, you can also find us on social media. Um, we, always, uh, we always like likes and follows and shares and all that. Uh, Facebook, you can find us at Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, Twitter is at welcome home pod and instagram is at welcome home picks which i am going to attempt to learn how to use instagram because i suck at it um All right. <laughs> also uh we are on itunes uh we we do appreciate if anyone can leave reviews on itunes and uh google actually um those reviews help us become more visible and uh let other people find the podcast so they can enjoy it too yeah and uh you know Thank you guys all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home uh, so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. And just so everybody knows, uh, you know, we usually release on Mondays. Two weeks from Monday is Christmas, so we are not going to be releasing an episode on Christmas. Uh, so look for an episode a couple days before Christmas. Uh, we're not really sure when that's going to come out yet, but uh, to be honest, but uh, keep looking out for us. So if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll be uh, able to see immediately right when we release our new episode. And we'll give everybody a heads up about that on Facebook. But uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, just about any place you can find podcasts, any podcast app that's out there. They have Welcome Home. Just search for Welcome Home. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any opinions we express on the show are our own. So uh, please reach out to a DVC representative or cast member or uh, call Disney to uh, find out more information. Uh, you can find me on uh, princecharmingvacations.com for your, all your Disney vacation planning needs. Damon? You can find me at BSC Kids and uh, Toy Royalty. Great. Uh, thank you for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more D- Disney Vacation Club talk. Uh, one more thing before I go. Thank you. Big thank you to listener Chad for sending me a Club 33 pin. You are the bomb. <laughs> I had to give you a shout-out, Chad, because I really appreciate it. So. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it, coolest thing ever. So thank you, Chad, for that. Uh, there's no way I'd ever get that otherwise. So that was really cool. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening again. We hope to see you all real soon. Sugar bowl.